testing and we're going to continue to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 30 to 46. Jesus just has celebrated the Passover with his disciples. Verse 30. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. And Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to the disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again for the second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them, found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. This is the word of the Lord. Ah, it's so nice to see you all this morning here. Uh, good morning, everyone. I just uh, mentioned that my name is Rita Nadir. I think I have met most of them here. Uh, my name is Bijay is Christ. I'm from Nepal, uh, as Brother Oscar mentioned before. Uh, today, this is my first time actually formally speaking from the front. Uh, but this is my privilege to come here and share the, from the God's, uh, God's Word. Uh, I'm just thinking where to start actually. I just want I'd just like to ask you, everyone, just think through the last two weeks. What you have been so far? Have you ever thought that we are looking this term of our church, this season, until the next couple of months? We are walking towards the... With whom? We are walking with God. We are walking with our Jesus. 
you may walk in with his last days of his trial, his way towards the cross. Last two weeks, we watched, we looked, we heard, we stayed a lot of times. And also we uh, were looking from last two weeks that the passage, how much we value Jesus. First week, we looked at one of the beautiful women, I don't know, I haven't met her yet, but I'm sure she must be very beautiful woman. She had a big heart, and she valued Jesus a lot. Then we heard that she poured what she collected in her life, her valuable things, her retirement, she poured in Jesus' head. That was preparing towards the Jesus' head. She valued Jesus a lot. But at the same time, we also looked that very own disciples, looks like his own brother, he denied him. He not only denied him, actually he sold for his personal benefit, he sold Jesus. Last week, you mentioned us that Jesus is going to be sacrificed. He is going to be starting new covenant. And we know the new covenant, that means to be a new covenant, you have to have a new covenant. We need to have an old covenant as well. He is going to destroy everything. He is going to take behind everything which was from the beginning, which was the Old Testament. And he said, I am going to be a new lamb to be sacrificed. How hard must be, it must be when you know that you are going to die very soon. And it's going to be unfair. Father God, we thank you so much how much you love us. Thank you so much that you brought us together this morning here. Father, we pray, please help us to understand that the word which you gave to us. Father, please help us through your Holy Spirit to understand this passage what Jesus is saying here, how Jesus was feeling here before he was going to die with us. Father, please help us this morning so we may glorify your name. We may renew our relationship with you again today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, sometimes I have an argument with my daughter. I hope if you have a children, you do have as well. Uh, <laughs> I asked her to do something, uh, and she says, I will do later, which makes me angry, because I want her to do it when I ask. It's not only when I ask, but I want her to do what I say and what I like. There is not a big problem if she does a bit later than things, but I would like her to do what I said. Can you imagine, because of that, sometimes you get upset to one another. There was not a big reason behind this. Just not to ever submitting one another in our way. Sometimes I feel hesitant once I have been here in the last two years because I came from Nepal where we value the cooperative, where we value community. But when once when I've been here, part of this community like this, we think individualistic, we think 
We are in a little first pass, first adjustment, first eye. We have so much freedom here. We always think we always put me first. This is also sometimes giving me, hesitates me. What should I do actually? Sometimes I fight myself. Should I go ahead or should I just give the Oscar first and then I will take second? Sorry, Oscar. <laughs> when I was working in the office as a manager back to in Nepal before we came here, I asked people to follow what I had said to them. And it was very hard to listen to others. These are very simple things. However, these principles of me is in our human nature. I'm sure you have seen kids are fighting for one toy. They don't want another one. They do need the same one. I think this is not children's fault. But it is in our human nature. It is in our human nature to give in our, into the interest of male or another. My dear brothers and sisters, church at night, currently we are walking with Jesus. We know that he already fulfilled that. But Peter, his other, uh, Jesus' other disciples, they didn't know that. They haven't seen that Jesus was on the cross, actually. They are walking together with him. This is a, um, this is a historical movement. The historical events that leading up to the death of Christ. In today's passage, we see what I think is the hardest prayer ever prayed. This is the hardest prayer ever prayed. Let's look in the first chapter 4. First, we are looking from the Verse 36, 31 to 35, Matthew chapter 26, 26, we are looking there, 31 to 35. It's very clear there, Jesus predicts his disciples in our, he knows that, and he said to them, you guys are going to deny me, you guys are going to disown me, betray me. Have you ever been experienced betrayed by someone? It's very hard, yeah? But it will be hard. It, it will be more hard if you know someone who you are trusting. If we, it will be very hard if we know someone who is going to be betrayed. It's not on the absent, but before you go, when you are, when you are taking that. Jesus predicted that all his disciples are going to fall away from him or disown him. Last week we saw looks like only Judah is going to betray him. It's actually not only the Judas. It's all his disciples is going to betray him. Jesus tells Peter that he will disown him three times in this very passage. How Jesus also gives a clear instruction that he is going to rise again and will come to see his disciples in Galilee. Can you come think something here? Jesus is saying his disciples is going to disown him. At the same time, he is giving a clue. Even you guys are going to disown me. I'm, I'm going to come again. I will come again to see you. What does that mean? That means he is telling he is going to die. But same time, he is telling that. I am going to come again after, even when I drive, to see you guys in Galilee. 
What a wonderful promise he gave his disciples. What a wonderful thing. What a promise. I don't think so we can give our promise, similar kind of promise to our friend. Can we do that? I can't say my daughters, I will come, even if I die, I will come again to see you. I think it's not possible here. But we will have that possible in God. Peter said in verse 35, that even if he needs to die, he's not going to disown Jesus. But we can see here that couldn't stay awake with Jesus in prayer for a couple of hours. Our next passage, we will see that Peter said here, I am not going to disown you, I am not going to betray you. But next couple of verses after this, he, he can't awake for hours. Even Jesus gives him very clearly, he directs him, he says very clearly, you are going to disown me three times. Three times before rooster crows. My dear friend, it is very easy for us to show our response in emotion like Peter did, like other disciples did. But showing our integrity is really hard. We can think today in which area of our life we are betraying our God, we are betraying Jesus, we are disowning Him. Maybe if you are like me, you said, beginning of this year, first week of January 2022, this year I'm going to read Bible every day. This year I'm going to pray every day. This year I will develop a culture with my family that we are going to study our Bible reading together, praying together in my family culture. But when actually it comes to the reality, God I worked very hard today. I woke up 4.30 this morning, went for running, came back. I had an office at Bible College. So now it's a 9.30 already, even then, because before looking at football or footy or whatever is like me. I'm so tired today, God. But today I can't. Tomorrow I will do. Do you know, friends, that tomorrow never comes in our life. We have only today. Second, we are going to look the Jesus' hardest prayer he ever prayed. Jesus' hardest prayer. The order passage which we look from 31 to 35 that Jesus predicts that his disciples is going to deny, that will come again in this passage. And also we are going to look at in this coming week as well. So now we are looking to the Jesus' prayer that is the hardest prayer ever prayed. This passage I am actually meditating from last couple of weeks. I was thinking when I saw this passage and I am going to preach from this passage, it helped me to think myself a lot. It helped me, it forced me to think who Jesus was actually. It, it forced me to think actually if Jesus was actually God or he was a human being. If we look back at that passage, which we just saw that uh, Pete, uh, Jesus was 
telling his disciples he is going to there, his disciples is going to disown him. From that perspective, it looks like he is a god. Because Jesus was quoting from Old Testament where Zechariah was saying that his disciples is going to, his own people is going to disown him. This 100% he was God. Because he knew that he is going to die. But coming toward this passage, if Jesus was God, why he need to be very sorrowful? If Jesus was God, why he need to pray like this very hardest prayer in the human history? Why he was upset about going to the cross, which he knew that he is going to die in that cross? But what I realized is, Jesus was fully God. He was sovereign God. But at the same time, he was fully human being. That's why it was very hard. In Matthew 26, Jesus used the symbol of cup. Look at this passage. Verse 26, 39, 42, and 44. Three times he says he takes her like a cup. That is the, which is making him very hard. That's the cup which is making him hardest to pray with the God. That is the cup which is, he is thinking it was very hard for him. But that's the cup which he knew from that God already told in the Old Testament. That's the cup which was filled by the God's wrath. That's the cup which Jesus need to take in him. It's very hard. Can you imagine how difficult that cup was? That cup was full of anger of Father God. Cup full of all human beings' sin. Cup was full of humiliation, sin, betrayal, bitterness, sadness, brokenness, and all tragic things which was followed by human selfish nature from the beginning till today. And Jesus knew that cup will make him to separate from his disciples and his loved ones and his own father. Can you feel how hard it must be? That's the cup. It's a symbol which we can see here, which is pulled by all human beings' sin, including you and me today. That's the cup which was filled by his own disciples' betrayal, his own disciples' denial. And that's the cup which Jesus knew when he is going to take that one. He has to separate from his loved ones. Even for a few moments, even for a few sometimes, he has to separate his relationship with his own father. It was very hard, my dear friend. It was very hard. That's why he prayed so hardly, so honestly to God. God, if possible, can you take this cup from me? Have a look at verse 38. Matthew 26, verse 38. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me, he said to his disciples. He shared with his close friends what he was feeling, how he is going on that moment, 
He asked them to keep, keep watch with me. After this, Jesus requested to his father, which said in verse 39, Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be, this cup may be taken. This cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Luke writes these things like this way, and being in anguish, Luke 22, 42 says, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. He took his pride with him because he needed us some company. He took with his disciples with him because he was looking some kind of company as well, because he was a fully human being. He needed some kind of comfort from someone else, and that's why he took his people, his disciples with him. Paul says in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him he might become the righteousness of God. Jesus prayed honestly three times, same prayer, in this very hard time of his life, requesting Father, if there is a plan B. We can see each time his prayer more submitting to God, not mine, but yours. How we pray when we are facing very difficult times. I was just reminding, I read the one uh, pastor's, uh, what he was saying in a, from Ukraine last two days ago. He said he was preparing with his church where he had uh, like uh, around 1,000 congregation members. And he said, we don't want to live this time in our crisis, in our nations. And he said, I have decided, I told my four daughters, my wife, we are not going to leave the congregation. We are not going to leave the country. Because this is the time where my country needs us more than before ever. And he said, they were trained, his congregation members, with the different things. They bought a lot of food, if there is needed, to distribute in this war. And they trained to the people with the first aid. If there is needed, people come to the with the injured, they can treat those things. And he said, we are happy to die even if we need to die. Have we ever prayed like this? If we are and when we are going through the difficult times, how hard it goes, how hard it must be. But Jesus said here three times, Fathers, your will be done, not mine. This passage also takes us into something different else, yeah? Your will be done. Where we can see that kind of language? Or in Matthew 6, in Lord's Prayer, if you want to look, have a look. Our, Matthew 6, 9 to 13. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Even if he is going through the very difficult times, still remembering him here, he is remembering what he told to his disciples. Sometimes this I find very challenging, being, an, being a leader. 
It's very easy to teach other people. Being a father as well is very hard for me. Teaching my daughter is very easy. But what I'm teaching, doing something, it's very difficult. But Jesus, he proved that what he taught beginning of his ministry. He proved that your will be done in that difficult time in his ending of his ministry. Maybe for us, we can think today, what areas in our prayer life that we need to say to our Father, God, not my will, but you will be done. If you ask me, mostly I say like that good child, I need that way. I want God what I want. I want God what I pray. It's a very big question that I was thinking here. Did God answer the Jesus prayer here? What do you think? Did God, did Jesus' Father, did listen to his prayer here? It's very hard to say, yeah? From looking from this, just reading this passage, it doesn't seem like he answered his prayer. Because if he answered his prayer, Jesus was asking, God, do you have a plan B? God didn't say, yeah, I have a plan B. God just answered with silence. But God did answer his prayer, even that silence. My dear friends, such is mine. How he did answer his prayers? He gave Jesus that strength what he needed in that very hard time. He gave strength to Jesus, his son. So that's why he was able to go through that cross. Otherwise, that Jesus said, I am going to start a new covenant that could be never happened. God tried a lot of different options in the Old Testament, my dear friends. He tried a lot of different options, including Passover. That didn't help to restore that relationship which was broken because of human sin, because of our nature, human nature, which was broken with his people. And there is the only option which was Jesus has to die in that cause. But God answered in that very moment that Jesus got the strength to go through that cross. What that this passage encourages us, if you ask me what this passage encourages me personally, this passage encourages me to pray with God, God, if there is no option plan B in my life, what I am facing right now, help me that, give me that strength, so I want to go through this. Then after one month or two years later, once my, this will finish, I can say, I can glorify your name. Amen. God gives us that strength, my dear friend. I'm taking too much time, but God is good. Sometimes you can think, when God, you are going to answer my prayer. I have so many friends, people are saying like that. 
if there is God, why He is not answering your prayers? If there is God, why you are suffering a lot? Answer is not only what you want. Answer is the God's strength in our life. That's why we are here, my dear friends. We are here. Even so many obstacles came in our life. I'm sure you are. You have been present from your in your whole life. You have lots and lots of these kind of difficulties in your life because God gave you and me that strength so we could come, we could alive, we could still follow God in our today's life. That's why we are committed and not going to fall away. Third thing I want to share here: when we, are, we have a hard times, we need friends. When we have a hard times, we need God. It's a good thing. Jesus took his disciples with him because he was a human being and his, he needed someone's comfort with him. He needed someone to share his thoughts, his feelings to someone else. That's why he said to Peter, my heart is overwhelmed. He said to his disciples. At the same time, he needed God's help. That's why he requested his father three times, not only once, three times. Father, if you have a plan B, is a human being for you and me. How much we need God today? I mentioned already that once when, became, once when I came in Australia, uh, I had to think myself first. And this culture is uh, teaching me how I can resolve my problem by myself first. Even turning to my family, even turning to my wife, how I can resolve my, this kind of problem myself when I'm going through the difficult times. But this culture, Jesus culture, he is saying, Bezai, tell to Pastor Yui if you are facing something difficult. Bezai, go to meet to Oscar if you need something. If you go and ask your feelings to Oscar, then he will be get some kind of relating in you. And this passage is challenging me. He said, don't look yourself in your strength, what you have today in your heart, what, what you have in your hand, whatever things you have, don't look in your strength. Don't go and make a workshop to find the different strategies. This passage is encouraging me. Go and look to God. This passage is challenging me. Go and talk to your Father God, which you will think. Not only once, you can talk to Him as much as you want. Two times, three times, four times, five times, you can say to our God, this is really encouraging for me. We need God's help. We need church, my dear friends. That's why we come to church. Sometimes I met some people, Christian people in Christian tribes, they say, if God is everywhere, why I need to go to church? I can just stay at home. I can just listen to the YouTube sermon. Why I need to go to church? I can pray anywhere. If God is everywhere, I can pray anywhere. That is 100% true. God is everywhere. But that is not only the truth. God is putting us in a community, in a church, 
That's why we are here. That's why we need friends. That's why we need God's help. I will going to end soon. Last verse, he is saying that, Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Arise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Jesus said, Jesus didn't say, Let's run. I have to go to the cross. Let's run to this way. But Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go. There is a cross. easy? What an encouragement for us today that God himself enable us to fight with our hard times. I found always encouraging and blessed to be friends with Jesus. Friends, if you are still struggling to find proper friends, and still you are trying to manage your life by your own strength, as I mentioned earlier, with making plan A, plan B, or generating different strategies, there is a real opportunity for us today, for you and me, who never betray us. It's not only this own you, but he will enable and walks beside with you and me today. What a wonderful friend Jesus is. I can tell you 100% now, he is the God who will be with us all the time, as today, Today and tomorrow and forevermore. That's the God which enables us to walk with Him. I'm sure in human beings, as our nature, we do have lots of lots of problems. We have to go through that kind of difficulties. But God is saying, I am here today. Jesus is saying, I am here because of Jesus was obedient until his last days, he went to cross. Because of that cross, because of his grace, today we are saved. And we can ask him, and we can tell him our everything. I just want to remind you, let's think our, in our personal life how we can pray as Jesus did. Jesus knows us, and he knows we are not perfect and we are weak. On our own. Jesus is always ready to walk with us as he did with his disciples, and he will strengthen us. Let's pray today how we can be an encouragement for one another in our day-to-day life, how we can take the burden of one another so we can be a good companion in our walk with Jesus. Jesus' grace is enough for all of us, and he loves us so much. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much. You sent your Son, only Son, to this world. In Him, we are saved. Because of Jesus' obedience towards the cross, in that very hard moment, He obeyed faithfully. And because of that, today we are saved. Because of that, today we can say, Jesus is my good friend, and he is our good friend. Father, please help us not to betray you, 
but to walk with you, whatever situation comes in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.